from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The SVs are tonight. Again, something I just genuinely, whatever. And it's the perfect day to do it because there are no sports today, Lewis. I, I was and looking by at, none, I mean none. I was, there's, there's two WNBA games. Mm-hmm. There is CONCACAF Gold Cup action. And I think there might be some. No, no, no. The golf starts tomorrow. I believe. Yeah, I mean, so, there's Wimbledon and things like that. But Wimbledon's played so much earlier in the day because of time zone differences. But very, in terms of tonight, you got Very nothing. few. Very few. Watch AEW Dynamite. Watch some pro wrestling. Enjoy <laughs> yourself. What? No, no, no. I just, it's, you're right. Enjoy yeah, you're darn yourself. right I'm right. I'm curious to see if you're going to be right about these awards that are about to hand out. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, like I said, the ESPYs are tonight. But... Here across the state of North Carolina, we're, we're including the whole state of North Carolina here, okay? From state line to state line. Yes. From Murphy to Maniac, whatever you want to do. Our own version of the SPs, because it's 99.9 The Fan, our first ever, The Fannies. The Fannies have arrived. We're giving out Fannies to many. Walking the red carpet. We're going to say who's going to be the best game, the best team, male athlete, female athlete, shocking moments, best rivalry game from this past season, and more in the fannies. But you know what? Let's go ahead and start off with the big one. We're going back 365 days from today. So yes. we're looking at all last football season, the entire college basketball season, the NHL season, we, we and really everything had to, in between. We had to rack our brains for some of this because it's been so long yes. since some of these moments and some of these teams we're about to mention. Okay, let's roll right into it. The best game. Lewis, your best game in the last 365 days. I'm going to take you back to, I believe it was uh, September of last year. Ah, UNC App State. Ooh, that College was, that football. was week one. It was it was so yeah, because UNC played in week zero um against uh FAMU. Yep. And you didn't know what this UNC team was gonna be like, you know, you know, without Sam Howell, what are they gonna be doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then UNC beats App State. 63 to 61. The Mountaineers scored 40 points yes. in the fourth quarter. And it was truly, I think, one of the wildest games of college football I've seen in quite some time. Uh-huh. Uh, Drake May with a modest 352 yards passing and four touchdowns. Huh. Uh, That's it? <laughs> I, I know, right? That was a little bit confusing. Um, Chase Bryce had 361 yards passing and six touchdowns. It, it was truly just... A game of college football. It was why I love college football, for the absurdity of it. I felt like that just game embraced the absurdity of the sport. So you and I are in agreement of the best game of this past season. I also throw in there that you mentioned App State had the 40 points in the fourth quarter. Yes. They almost won the game had they not dropped the two-point conversion yep. attempt. Yep. Oh, but, but here's that, the thing. like That would have given them the lead late in the game. Who knows that, the way that game was being played. That game played. was uh, unpredictable. It was absolutely marvelous that that football game was outstanding. There are a lot of really great games uh, that, that happened this past season, including 
The Carolina Hurricanes destroying the New Jersey Devils. I remember that one. Six to one in a playoff game, game two of the Eastern Conference semifinals. The way they absolutely crushed them uh, was another memorable game. The stadium series. There's a lot of great games that were thrown out there. But we're going to get in some more games a little bit later on. But let's yes. get to the best team from the last 365 days. Luis Fernandez, to me, it's a no-brainer. It was the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes. The second best record in the entire NHL. They get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, I know they got swept by the Florida Panthers. And all four of those games were super close. Yes. So it's not like they were just completely outmatched like they were in 2019 against the Boston Bruins. No, this was one of the best Carolina Hurricanes teams that we have ever seen. I know they didn't win a cup, but still one of the best ever. And to me, hands down, best team in the last year, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I would agree. I that That is who I'm also giving my fanny out to, um, yes. is the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, I'm for giving best my fanny to, to the, the Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes. Um, they, you know, they were, it was impressive, not just the fact that they got to the Eastern Conference Finals and, and played the way they did, but playing how they did with the adversity they had to deal with, the injuries and things along those lines, I mm -hmm. thought that was incredibly impressive. Um, to do this now five years in a row to go to the postseason, um, I, I think the, the Carolina Hurricanes are the best team in the state this year. They get that fanny. Um, a couple of things, too, with the with the with that best team in general, I think you could. We talked a little bit about you know maybe uh, UNC women's um, uh, Duke basketball being an option. Uh, if UNC football didn't fall down in the stretch that they did, maybe they end up being one of those teams to tie in there. Uh, a lot of possible teams to give that to, but yeah. yes, Hurricanes I think is the obvious choice. All right, let's go into coach, best coach. There's actually a pretty good list of coaches. Yeah. I want to hear who you're giving your fanny to for best coach. So I'm going to go with the obvious answer. Mm -hmm. Um Rod Brindamore. Sure. Uh, you know, sometimes I like to try and mix it up with these, but really, I think it's just that obvious sometimes. Uh, the way uh, Rod Brindamore handled the injuries that this team had to deal with. Yeah. Uh, I, I think what you truly saw this year was the foundation that had been established with what the Hurricanes are um, as a team, as an organization, truly helping to carry them through this moment. Um, the, the you know losing someone like Andrei Svechnikov at the stage in the season in which they did, yeah, and it really not coming back to bite them until they got to the Eastern Conference Finals uh, final. So I uh, yeah I think I think Rod is the obvious answer, one of if not the best coach in the NHL. Uh, you know hats off to him. He gets my uh, fanny for best coach. All right, so I have a few different names I'm going to throw out there. Yeah, let me hear potential possibilities. I'll even throw in for example. Steve Wilkes, sure. the Carolina Panthers, taking over as the interim head coach, the disaster that was left for him with Matt Rule. And then during his season, because Matt Rule hired some of those guys to go coach at Nebraska with them, so his staff got dwindled as the season progressed and still almost got the Carolina Panthers to the playoffs. I, mean, I know they picked first, so I think we forget sometimes. They were not the worst team in the, NA, they in the NFL not. last year. They were not. They, they had gotten up to the seventh worst, essentially, at that point. Yeah, and they traded up from nine to one. Nine. But he, I'm going to give him an honorable mention. I also am going to mention Carol Lawson, Duke women's basketball totally. coach. Finished second overall in the ACC, 14-4, and four, just one game back of Notre Dame. They finished 26-7 and seven on the season. An absolutely outstanding season for Duke women's basketball. But like you said, the obvious one, Rob Brindamore. 
it's just, yeah, not, not much more can be said about it. Sometimes it's just that simple. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's the Fanny Awards. We're giving out our best awards over the last 365 days. Luis Fernandez and Dennis Cox, myself, are doing this because the SBs are tonight, but we don't care about that. We care about what's happening here in the state of North Carolina. So the Fannies, the first ever Fanny Awards, given out to various categories for teams and people here across the state of North Carolina, which leads us into the best moment from this past season or from this past calendar year, 365 days. The Panthers trading up to number one. Wow. I love it. That's a good choice. Panthers trading up from number nine to number one to draft Bryce Young. That is my fanny for best moment, Lewis. I I like that. Mm -hmm. I think think that's a good good choice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take you for my fanny for best moment. I'm going to take you back to December. Okay. We're going to, I believe it was Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. The Cricket Celebration Bowl. Ah, yeah. And North Carolina Central in overtime. Beating the previously undefeated Jackson State Tigers. Yeah, that was a great game. In it was it was a fantastic game, just in and of itself. Um, but for NCCU to have the season that they did, they finished the year ten and two. Mm-hmm. Um, we we did it last year. I, I believe we're going to do it again this year. Uh, we did essentially a power poll for college football teams in the state of North Carolina at WRAL. Yeah, and. NCCU about halfway through the season I was like you know I think they deserve to be the number one team in here like once UNC started to follow a little bit mm-hmm. and so I just I followed them very closely after that and the season that they had I think it was it was incredible and for it to be capped off by beating Jackson State yeah I, I just I think it was a great moment for HBCU football in the state of North Carolina uh, and for the Eagles as a whole shout out shout out to the Eagles yeah, that was up there on my list. I actually, including for best team, I had NC Central as, as one on my yeah, list. Yeah. On my very short list, I did have NC Central football. But for me, I already mentioned my best moment being the Panthers trading for number one overall. But now let's get to the moment that we want to forget, Lewis Fernandez. For over the last 365 days, what's a moment that you want to forget, but you can't? Forget. Regret. I think all that kind of ties into sure. this moment. This one wasn't too long ago. Mm-hmm. March Madness. Okay. Duke losing to the Tennessee Volunteers uh, in the Sweet 16? No, second round. round. Second round. Uh, 65-52 the final in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think part of it was how they lost, where Tennessee just kind of really bullied them yeah. in a lot of ways, the, the physicality of that game. I mean, it, I don't think it leaves a bad taste in the mouth of what Duke did that season. I think the season was very good. But I think more of like the reason why you want to forget it is what the bracket did after that game. And the team that Tennessee ran into in the Sweet 16 was Florida Atlantic. Yeah. And so when you look at how the bracket unfolded for Duke, especially after round two, obviously we know FAU, a great team, uh, a true like kind of Cinderella, dark horse type story, um, getting to you know as far as they did and having the season that they had. But that really 
lined up perfectly for Duke to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament in the first year under John Shire. And they end up falling to Tennessee. And the NCAA tournament is full of moments like that where there's just the, like, the what ifs. Like, oh, you get past them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, how do you match up against these teams? And oh my gosh, that, that could have been us. And so that is why Duke losing to Tennessee is my moment to forget. Uh, they get my fanny for that. Okay. Moment I want to forget, but I cannot. It goes to that four-overtime playoff loss. That was a long night. It was a long night. The four-overtime playoff loss with the Carolina Hurricanes against the Florida Panthers Game 1 Eastern Conference Final. That night was one of the longest nights of my life. And here's the thing. I will say this. like, It was something all we as fans had to just endure through it. Yeah. I know there was a lot of people that fell asleep in the second overtime and then, you know, all that stuff get to a third overtime. And it's just, uh, I want to forget it for the fact that they lost, but it's something also that I don't want to forget if that makes I'm, sense. I'm always going to remember that I'm always going to remember that, that game. game. I'm always going to remember just the feeling of just exhausted, but also even though they lost, the feeling of relief, like this is finally over, like. Thank I, goodness. I, I wanted it to keep on I, going. I, I I know. Part of me did, too. And I wanted to be up to like 4 in the morning. So, I was. That's the thing. Um, I didn't get home until 4.15 because uh, I had to work after. Like, you're, oh, the game's over. I still have to keep working. But I will say this. One of my favorite moments or a moment that I'll never forget after that game, I had to go down into the Florida Panthers locker room, and one of the guys walking out of the locker room going, Thank bleeping God that's over with. <laughs> I'll never forget that. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, let's go to the next category here of our Fanny Awards here. Luis Fernandez, I want you to tell me who is your male athlete of the year. So the last 365 days, who's your male athlete of the year? Just like with the coaching category here, there was an obvious choice. Yes. I think there's also an obvious choice for male athlete. So the male athlete of the year, the Fanny male athlete of the year, goes to Drake May, mm. UNC quarterback. Uh, what he was able to do as a freshman, the as a first-year player, the stats that he was able to put up there essentially eclipsing what was viewed as one of the greatest runs in modern UNC quarterbacking with Sam Howell and surpassing those numbers in year one, throwing for more yards than Sam Howell did, uh, tying in terms of passing touchdowns, 4,321 passing yards, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions. The UNC as a whole fell off a little bit towards the end of the season, struggling, losing the game against Georgia Tech, uh, all of that, sure. And But Drake May for you know, like the middle chunk of the season, was in that top three Heisman conversation with the likes of C.J. Stroud, yeah, uh, with, with the likes of Caleb Williams. And the fact that now we're even having the conversation of, hey, who's going to win the Heisman this year? Who's going to be better, mm-hmm. Caleb Williams or Drake May? I think that speaks volumes to what his potential is and what his capabilities are. Um, and, and so that's why he is my uh, male athlete of the year. Okay, mine... 
Drake May was on my list, but I'm going to NC Central quarterback Davius Richard. Fair, totally Davious fair. I love Richard this pick. Led the conference, led the MIAC in in passing yards, passing touchdowns. Also one of the tops in rushing touchdowns. He had 13 rushing touchdowns as well. The Eagles had the best offense, averaging over 38 points per game this past season. They scored more than 40 points six times. They were really three impressive. times they scored 50 plus. Yeah. And like you mentioned a moment ago, they won the Celebration Bowl. Davius Richard, my male athlete of the year. That's a good choice. I like I male like athlete that. Athlete of the year from NC Central. I like that. I am now. Let's go to the female athlete of the year. My female athlete of the year, Celeste Taylor from okay. Duke Women's Basketball. I know she transferred out. She's going to be playing at Ohio State next season. But Celeste Taylor, first team all-conference selection out of Duke for women's basketball, also the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Celeste Taylor, my female athlete of the year. I like that. Uh, my female athlete of the year, we're going to give some love to the Olympic sports, and we're going to go to Caitlin Tuohy. Okay. Of NC State. Nice. Uh, she won the uh, ACC's Mary Garber Award, mm -hmm. which goes to the most outstanding female athlete uh, in the ACC as mm -hmm. a whole. Uh, she is just UNC field hockey, correct? No, no, NC State track I'm and sorry. field. Oh, NC State. My, my apologies. Um, although I did think about her too. Yes. Um, the I got mixed. Uh, she she won ACC Female Athlete of the Year, the second time that's ever happened. NC State's first winner of the award since 1990. Uh, that was uh, Julie Shea who won that as well in 19 uh, 1980 and 1981. Excuse me, so in 1980. Uh, the other names that are associated with this award for NC State, or at least the the male athlete version, um, Philip Rivers did it in 2004. Yeah. Uh, David Thompson did it twice in 1973 and 1975. Uh, she was phenomenal. In all three sports she competes in, so that's outdoor, indoor, and cross-country, uh, she was named All-American. Uh, let's see here. She won multiple national championships uh, in the winter, uh, set two NCAA records, two national titles, was named the ACC Women's Performer of the Year in indoor track. Um, her two individual track championships guide helped guide the women's indoor track and field team to a sixth-place finish in the national rankings. Uh, truly, it's just one of those things where you look at what she accomplished this past year from an, an athletic perspective, and it's it's amazing. So, Caitlin Tui, my uh, female athlete of the year. I love it. We're giving out our version of the SBs, the fannies, right here on 99.9 The Fan. First ever, first ever fannies that we're giving out here on The Fan. We've already gone through best game, best team, best coach, best moment, moment we want to forget, male athlete, female athlete. Now, Lewis... Let's get to the most shocking moment <gasps> from this past season. Give me yours. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Do it. The 2-6 and six Carolina Panthers mm -hmm. traveling to Atlanta to play the 4-4 four and four Atlanta Falcons. Carolina Panther fans are starting to realize, hey, you know what? Maybe we can actually win the division. You go to the fourth quarter. Late in the game, P.J. Walker with an absolutely beautiful pass. What I would still argue is what is the best throw of the NFL season. Oh, if 36, Walker. 36 seconds left in the fourth yeah. quarter. 62 yards to DJ Moore. And then DJ Moore takes off his helmet in the end zone. And they call in sportsmanlike conduct. And the PAT fails. <sighs> yeah. I was initially thinking about making that like moment you want to forget, but I don't want to forget it. I don't want to forget the beautiful play that PJ Walker made. Truly. 
I, I, I'm not just saying this as like someone who's currently doing radio in Raleigh, North Carolina. I genuinely believe that that throw was the best throw in the NFL this season from P.J. Walker. So I don't want to forget it, but it was shocking to see that uh, penalty put on the Panthers. They missed the PAT and the Falcons go on to win in overtime. All right, so you we had our game of the year earlier, UNC versus yeah. App State in football. We both had that same selection. For my fanny, for most shocking moment, was happening at basically the exact same time, but out in Greenville, when ECU was playing NC State. ECU makes a comeback. Before you know it, they score a touchdown. They're within one. PAT attempt hits the upright and goes out. I was standing underneath that upright when it happened, and that place went like, wait, what just happened? ECU gets the ball back. They get in field goal range, and you know what? Field goal wins it. You walk off, big-time win for ECU head coach Mike Houston, right? That thing just sails wide. That kick just sails wide. I'm standing there on the field. Everyone's like, we had two a chance to tie this game, and we had a chance to win it here late. We're going to talk about shocking moments. Those two missed kicks late ECU against NC State. NC State wins that game 21-20. I was on the field for that game. It was one of the more wild moments that I can remember. And people were at that point in the time of the season were saying that NC State was a dark horse contender to win the ACC. Yeah. So they were, you know, the, and it was also one of those games where everyone who knew anything about NC State ECU was like, hey, this game is going to be really close, everybody. This is like huge upset alert. And no disrespect yeah. to NC State football last year for that notion, but it was just what ECU had. All right, let's get to the best rivalry game. Yes. From the state of North Carolina. I'm going to go... Down the road to Chapel Hill, best rivalry game I saw this season, UNC football, NC State football at Keenan Memorial, Great double game. overtime, NC State pulls off the win with Ben Finley at quarterback, 30-27 to over the Tar Heels. That was one of the best games I saw in person that season, and you want to talk about rivalry, physicality, all that stuff, everything you want in a rivalry matchup, it was all right there, NC State against UNC, best rivalry game I saw this past season. Uh, I'm going to go from the field to the court for my best rivalry. Yeah. Uh, UNC and NC State women's basketball, the second game of the season. Oh, at Reynolds. At Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, it was a great game. Obviously, you've had the talk from the year before with, with Courtney Banghart and the, the little gym or small gym, however it's phrased. So that's really turned into a fun rivalry back and forth. UNC had won the uh, first game of the year, and then uh, NC State was trailing by 10 points with 4.15 left in the fourth quarter. And NC State ended up coming back and tying that game and then winning in overtime. Uh, that was a really fun game for women's college basketball in general. All right, final one here. Best experience that we've had at a sporting event over the last 365 days. No-brainer stadium series game at Carter-Finley Stadium. Canes and Caps. Same. I, I, once again, no-brainer. Such a fun moment. Such a fun opportunity for hockey in the state of North Carolina. It was great. It was a great opportunity for the city of Raleigh and just the state of North Carolina to show off the fan base and the fan base here for the Carolina Hurricanes. And yeah, we are a hockey market despite what the national media wants to think. We are a hockey market. Let's call it what it is. Those are the Fanny Awards. The best game, Lewis and I have both had UNC versus App State football. Best team, Carolina Hurricanes. Best coach, Rob Brennamore. The best moment, Lewis had NC Central beating Jackson State in the Celebration Bowl. I had the Panthers trading up to number one. Moment we want to forget, the Canes losing in four overtimes was my Fanny. 
Lewis's Fanny was Duke versus Tennessee. Male Athlete of the Year, I had Davius Richard, quarterback from NC Central. Lewis had Drake May, quarterback from UNC. Female Athlete, Celeste Taylor for me from Duke Women's Basketball. You had Caitlin Tuohy, the cross-country star over at NC State. The shocking moment, I had ECU missing the kicks late against NC State in football to open the season. You had DJ Moore throwing his helmet in that game against Atlanta. The best rivalry games that we saw, you had UNC-NC State women's basketball game at Reynolds. I had NC State versus UNC football double overtime game. And the best experience, Lewis and I both had the stadium series, the first ever. Congratulations to all those winning the first ever Fanny Awards this year. We'll be shipping them out shortly. Sure, I'll let you do that. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.